I'm sorry you're old too, but yeah. Yeah. You can go out after we die of old age. I will be fully vaccinated by your funerals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody can get it. Or have you gotten your first one yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I um, my second one's scheduled for the 14th. So and I have a million things scheduled on the 14th and 15th. Jill, I'm taking my own personal bets on whether or not you'll uh, be performing tomorrow. Yeah, what's uh, what's the over-under on that? Do you think I'm going to make it or not? I do. I think you will. Were you Pfizer or Moderna? I'm Moderna. You get the second shot today? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow you'll be fine. Yeah. Saturday's going to suck. That's my understanding. Is like it's the day yeah. after that really sucks. There's a anywhere from like a 5 to 12-hour lag, and then it's going to hit you like a bat. See, it's the five hour delay that I'm worried about because I get my shot at 930, but then I have a performance at three. Yeah. I got my shot at 11 and I was good until about nine or 10. So yeah, you'll be all right. You'll you'll be good. Oh, good. You're getting it tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning at 930. Yeah. You'll you'll feel bad on Saturday. If you feel bad, it'll be Saturday. I'm going to say you don't feel bad at all. I like you, Kevin. Yeah. See, I heard there's rumors that like, depending on your blood type, you have it a little easier. Like if you're type O, you have a much easier time with the virus itself, if God forbid you get it. But then also with the vaccines, you go, it's easier on you. And then if you're, I think B, you get the shit knocked out of you, is my understanding. I don't even know what blood type I am. Neither do I. Isn't that awful? Uh, Ian said I'll be here in a, in a, in a minute or two. Uh, we got Ross Horowitz coming in. Ross Hurwitz, are you there? Dun, dun, dun. There he is. Hey, Ross, Ross Hurwitz. Uh, Ross Hurwitz is connecting to his audio. He's connecting to his audio. Hey guys, I'm Ross. Are you in the mountains with your friend Ross? Nope, I'm at their home just outside of Ambler. So you forgot that we were doing this. Admit it. Jill, nice to see you. <laughs> Ian, how you doing? <laughs> I can't keep track of days, weeks. You look awesome. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I love it. It just, it, it's always something new and, and, but in a fun and jovial way. You were like, guys, I need 45 minutes to go do a podcast. <laughs> Let's check in with Jess. How are you doing, Jess? I'm great. Back to you, Ian. <laughs> great. <laughs> I thought How I was know about Jess. I'm genuinely being this person. I, 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 you know, I, I go to Al-Anon, I go to therapy, and yet I'm still a, just a giant piece of shit. <laughs> My favorite part is your lag in all the right places. <laughs> He's a giant piece of bad Wi-Fi, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, Ross, get that fixed, man. I, I guess Ross didn't pay his cable bill. Oh, boy. Ian, did you just tell everyone at this party, uh, I just have to take a shit. I'll be back in 45 minutes. (laughs) Unless we go a little long. (laughs) Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Pete. Kevin Reagan. Hello, Steven. And our storyteller is Jill Knapp. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, Jill. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's all yours. So uh, the story I'd like to tell you all today is about the fourth time I broke my nose. 
Nice. We're starting with four. Okay. St- <laughs> yeah, like you got three other stories we're going to need to hear. <laughs> no, no, it's like Star Wars. You won't get those for years. Okay. <laughs> but a great way to get asked back. <laughs> See, it's all, nice. all part of the plan. So uh, I will briefly touch on the first three. The first one, I broke my nose the very first time by pushing a door closed that my brother was on the other side trying to push open, and he won. Ooh, how old were you, Jill? Uh, I was probably eight when oh, that wow. happened. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm a late, I'm a late nose breaker starter. He was an o- older brother, an older brother. Yes. He is still my older brother. Right. And he'll always be your older brother. Don't you guys have the same birthday or one day apart? Yeah. Two years and a day apart, which I guess oh, my. Means my parents only do it one day a year. Yeah. <laughs> special, <laughs> day. special day. <laughs> Very special. That's gotta be some kind of twins, like not Irish twins, but like Russian twins or something? I think it's like teacher twins because I think <laughs> if I do the math right, so my mom was a teacher and I think the way the math works out, it's like school year's over. Let's get busy. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. June 14th. Pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the second time I broke my nose, uh, I took an all-star fastball straight to the face and it pushed my nose underneath my eye. It was uh, such a fast pitch. Wait, that, I'm sorry. All-star uh, fastball. Does that mean... Somebody once told me the world was gonna rule me. Yeah, I hit the shop and tool in the shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Jill, I think Ian knows you're in a band and he's auditioning. Yeah, you're yeah. hired. I, I I am not auditioning. You might be fired by the end of the night, but you're hired right now. That's all yeah. that matters. I'm keeping tally over here. Easy, Ross. Easy. I have I have a band called um, uh, Lukewarm Breakfast. Oh, excellent, excellent. Are they uh, Pennsylvania's premier acoustic dork rock power duo? I don't know where you're from. No, no. <laughs> Jersey. No, I guess. It's just me and a saxophone. Fantastic. <laughs> That's all we are too. So it works out well. <laughs> There's nobody playing the saxophone. It just sits on the stage on its on its stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my manager's name is Saxophone. <laughs> Jill, how, how old were you on that second one? The second one was, uh, I was in fifth grade. Okay. And truthfully, when I was deciding which nose break to tell, it was actually a toss-up between break number two, wow. which is this one, or the one I'm going to go with was break number four. Uh, break number three was just an unfortunate frisbee, babankada, straight to the bridge of my nose, which I think just re-broke the second break. Okay. So do you have a deviated septum? I guess I, that's a dumb question. You must. I, I honestly, I've never been diagnosed. I've never had my nose fixed. Never had any. No, I have no idea. No breathing problems that you know of. No, like, you know, no, I mean, works fine. I mean, it's big, but, you know, all things considered it. Yeah, it works. Nothing crazy. Were they like gushers when they broke or were they? <laughs> so, yeah, number two was definitely a gusher because you know. my the, the fastball Basically oh, came straight so up. Real, you took a fastball. Oh, it was a fastball. Yeah, basically that the short version is my dad was selling a truck, a pickup truck. And then this guy and his son come to look at the truck. And that afternoon, I'm just playing catch with my neighbor across the street. And I was like in fifth grade, I'm a softball player. And, you know, they usually put the idiot on catcher. And that's what I was. You know, I was like the non-athletic one. I- idiot or the fat kid. Well, and actually I was both. So, you know, two, two right there. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, so the the son who was looking at the truck was the high school fast, like all-star pitcher oh, of no. his. Yeah. And so he sees us playing ball on the front on the front lawn. He's like, hey, uh, can I throw a couple? And I'm like, sure. And the kid's like in high school. I'm, you know, however old you are in fourth grade. Oh. And m- we're playing with a baseball. So it wasn't You're even a nine. softball. 
Nine years old. Nine. And he throws this thing a thousand miles an hour and it obliterated my nose and like pushed it wham clear on the other side of my face. It like my nose looked like the letter C. It it was insane. Wow. Did they buy the truck? (laughs) They did buy the truck. Oh, Oh, I'm sure they did. But the thing is, is like this kid and I like we totally knew like if I said anything, he was going to get in trouble yeah. and I was going to get in trouble because it's, it's my fault for having my nose broken. I knew I was going to get my ass kicked. So I thought, so he and I just both like psychically knew we will say nothing of this. Oh. And now I look like a mangled mess. Pretty much. How do you cover for that? Right. How do they not know? Well, my dad and the, the I guess the kid's father, because he was really the one buying the truck, they were in the driveway. So they couldn't really see where we are because we were on the front lawn. The driveway was like on the other side of the house. So like once the kid broke my face and he saw what happened, we both just sort of gave each other that look of run. We're good. Exactly. Like you're clear kid. And so he goes back to his dad, like (laughs) bought the truck. They left. And I'm just like, I, I didn't know what to do. At what point did the kid come remove the ball from your face? <laughs> the ball's actually still there. If, you, if I squeeze, oh, right there in. it is. Yeah. Before he left, was he's like, "I'm sorry, but I this is my ball. It's my only one. I need this back." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I have my. I can feel that there's a huge problem with my face, but there's no mirror outside, so I can't see it. But I can definitely tell something's wrong. But don't forget, I was playing catch with my neighbor so she's yeah. watching this whole thing and i, I kind of forget what she did but i decided i have to go into the house because i didn't want my dad to see so my mom was in the house <laughs> watching general to- hospital as all moms do at three in the afternoon so my yeah. mom's watching general hospital Pretty and fast. she's asleep yeah that's how you watch general hospital honestly the, like general hospital was like sacred time for my mom like the house could be burning down or yeah. my nose could be on the other side of my head but yeah. don't bother mom during yeah. general hospital and at this point are you like cupping underneath your nose to stop the blood like oh, holding it yeah yeah and she's wheezing your only concern don't drip blood on my mom yeah there there was there was a good amount of blood there was a good amount of blood but i remember like because i used to get a lot of nosebleeds as a kid just because i was used to having nosebleeds so like i just kind of knew you just go like this you know you just kind of plug your nostril up until it goes away but when you can find it exactly (laughs) and here my nose was my nostril was on the back of my head so i go inside see that mom's asleep watching general hospital and i'm like okay well i can probably deal with this myself so i walk into the bathroom and that's when I see the train wreck that is my nose. Do you scream? Well, I can't because I'm going to wake my mother up and then I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the, you know, this is the dilemma. What does so, trouble consist of, Joe? Because if it's a hit to the face, it might put everything back in the, <laughs> ah, we're good. It's all fixed. <laughs> well, I'm half Italian. So my mom is the Italian side. So my mom can wield a slipper like mm-hmm. a Chinese star. Yeah. So like no matter what, you get the you get the slipper to the head. Like she'll yeah. throw the slipper. So I just didn't want to wake her up. Yeah. But seeing what my face looked like, as soon as I got like a real glimpse of it in the mirror, I was like, this actually warrants waking mom. So oh. I remember like sneaking out like to the couch and I'm like, Ma. And she's like, Rah. and I'm like, no, Ma, really. I, I said, I I, th- I think I I think I hurt myself. She's like, well, it's fine. Uh, like, she's not looking, you know, because she's asleep. I was like, no, Ma, I really think I hurt myself. And then she turns over and looks at me and, ah! and she, you know, freaks the fuck out. She looks at you straight on and in profile at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a Medigliani painting. I'm Cubist. 
So she throws me in the car. At this point, dad had already sold the truck. And yeah, then... so she can't put you in the truck. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Straps me to the roof. <laughs> so yeah, so then we go to the nose doctor. And I'll never forget this. The doctor like sits me up on, you know, the little table, the examination table. And he just starts to ever so lightly touch the sides of my nose. And he's uh-huh. like, all right, Jill, I'm just going to ever. Were, so... were her or his fingers touching at this point? <laughs> You'd think, but they were probably about four feet apart, you know, on oh, either right. side of my oh, nose yeah, at this okay. point. Yeah. You know what he's going to do. Maybe little Jill doesn't, but everybody in the world knows what this doctor's about to do. And it's exactly it's what- a quick snap. Oh, oh, did he ever. And you know, oh. like that there's like this Bugs Bunny where Bugs Bunny is, uh, he's on a, an airplane, you know, it's like plunging to the ground and you see Bugs Bunny turning 43 shades of colors and he turns yeah. red, you know, as he's losing yeah, all yeah. his blood. That's what happened to me. So, like, I just feel, and I said to my mom, I'm going down. And then, (laughs) I was out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough day. But he did snap my nose back into place, but I will never forget that sound. Like, it's a perfect MP3 in my head. Well, it's like, I mean, that's not a sound that everybody has the experience of hearing. I've never uh, had that. But, like, I mean, you know, when you even just like you plug your ears and you chomp your teeth. You can yeah. only imagine that sound inside your head. Yeah. Uh, what that must be like is just like is is one of those sounds that you hope nobody ever hears. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you can't unhear it. It just it it doesn't make any sense coming from that part of your body. Very like true. It, a cracked knuckle makes sense, but a cracked neck or knee all makes sense. But like that, it's just like it doesn't move. It's not supposed to move. They can do the Foley stuff with the like, celery or whatever, but like yeah. it's totally different when it comes from within. The real. Yeah. You're hearing the sound that is echoing off your own skull. Yeah, and it's one thing if I did the snapping myself too, but yeah. this is this was, a sound was foisted upon me in addition to right. the excruciating lightning bolt of pain to the face. Sure. Second well, one no that warning. day. Like no warning. It feels like the doctor had a very soft and kind bedside manner at first. And it's okay, Jill. It's okay. I'm about to rearrange our face. It's exactly a little idea of what we're dealing with here. Snap. Oh, it's exactly right. And uh, you can stop replaying that now because uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're good. (laughs) So that was the third time. No, that was the second. That was the second. That was the second. The third time was a Frisbee. Oh, that's right. That just exacerbated the and, second. And, and what automobile was your father selling at that point? Uh, at that point, it was probably Tan Lightning, which was uh, a Datsun 280Z oh, that we called Tan God. Lightning. Tan so, Lightning's the nickname we call Ian. In August. <laughs> yeah, Tan? I don't know. Uh, so would you like to hear about the fourth time I broke my nose? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I do. <laughs> I do. Sure. Well, let me help you out. Let me let I me do. take care of it for you. Excellent. So the fourth time I broke my nose. Oh wait, real fast, real fast. How old were you with the frisbee? Did we say the age? Oh, the frisbee was shortly. It was probably the next summer. So I was probably in sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. So probably ten or eleven, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was after, but shortly after. Oh, one other thing I didn't tell you about the second break. So after the doctor snaps my nose in place, he says, "Hey, here's a frisbee." Oh, <laughs> stand over there. Let me throw this. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot this. He, he snaps my nose into place and then he makes me wear 
Oh my God. He makes me wear these Groucho Marx glasses that have large pads. You know, like how when yeah. you wear the glasses have like the nose pads on the side. Yeah. So these were just glassless glasses that are these giant Groucho looking glasses with big nose pads on the side. And he said, you have to wear these whenever you're awake. Whenever you're awake. The rest of your life. You're yeah, not wearing them long, now. <laughs> if you've been wearing them when the Frisbee, I'm just saying. <laughs> You'd have been fine. I would have been fine. This guy, was a, he was a seer. He wasn't a doctor. <laughs> or like a cast, like a frame. Basically. Your- so it didn't slip out. Sure. Yeah, so it just kind of held it in place. You're describing a nose retainer. A nose retainer, exactly. Except so here I am, like, I'm already the, the shunned fat kid in fifth grade, you know, and now I'm wearing these giant idiotic glasses. With no glass. With no glass. <laughs> so anyway, so I took the bus to school. So I would, like, leave the house with my glasses on so my mom would see me. And then as yeah. soon as I got out of ice, you know, as soon as I got out of eyesight. Good for you. Good for I'd you. tuck them in my bag. Yeah. So none of the kids in school knew that I had these glasses until my mom Sunday night takes us to seven o'clock mass because, you know, ever the Italian Catholic. And my mother makes me wear the glasses because I have to wear the glasses. And I'm like, Ma, please don't make me wear the glasses. And she's like, nope, you got to wear your glasses. And where do we sit in church? But like the second row right on the aisle. So every single person receiving communion is looking at me. I think they call them pews. What did I say? Pew, pew. You said rows. Oh, I did. Right. Your pews. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I was in the second row of pews there. Didn't you get black eyes? When I broke my nose, I got two black eyes that stayed with me for a week, 10 days. I don't remember having black eyes, honestly. And how could you not, though? I mean, it's especially a baseball yeah. to the face. Yeah, that's where I got I got hit right here with a baseball. Two black eyes. Yeah, mine was lower. So mine was more like, I mean, I know our viewers at home, can, or my, our listeners at home can't see this, but it was really more towards the bottom of my nose. Like a cheekbone almost? Yeah. Yeah, so between my eyes was kind of okay. Mm. Based on where it was, unless this kid had a wicked curve, it seems as though you turned away. At maybe the last second. Yeah. So here's what happened. One would hope. We would yeah. hope. But also not a very athletic kid. <laughs> but I do remember I'm crouched down like you do as a catcher, right? Yeah. And I have my mitt up. And I remember he was taking forever to throw. He was checking the runner on first. I think. And, and, and you, you weren't giving him a sign. I was giving him nothing. He was winding up for an hour. Right? <laughs> More power. So I'm, I'd just like to chime in here and remind everyone you're eight. Still. Yeah, and this kid's in high school. Yeah. Still. You don't have two hands up anyway. You always keep one hand down. He, he was wait, he was waiting for you to go like this. Are you going to throw? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. There's his target. So, yeah, so I had my mitt up, and then he was taking forever to throw. So when I finally moved my, my mitt yeah. away, exactly like you described, bam, right to the face. Uh, and then uh, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but Jesse, when you got hit, was that a, off of a bat, a line drive off a bat? Yeah, it was a baseball off a off a bat. Yeah, because Ooh. you got it square in the face, and again, you don't have time to turn. So I was drunk too, so that oh, well, then was, you it was coming yeah. right at her. She was playing the outfield. She had plenty of time. Jesse didn't have a glove. She was just coming out to tell her girlfriend something really cute. No, <laughs> I I didn't have a shirt. I did have a glove, and because I was used to playing softball, I just it looked so far away. Because yeah. the softball is so much smaller. I'm like, oh, I got plenty, I got plenty of, time. of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> when's it when's it gonna get bigger? <laughs> is that is that right when you said, why do they call this the hot corner? <laughs> I knew it was gonna hurt. 
and I knew it was going to be very, very bad. Oh, then there were two spigots of blood running out of my nose. So, yeah. so did you ever get your nose fixed? Like, nope. could- I went to the emergency room and because it didn't hurt, Ooh. they said it probably wasn't broken. Wait. And my softball team was with me and we were so drunk. Of course, it didn't hurt. The fumes like don't light it. Don't light a match. The fumes must have been. Of course, it didn't hurt, but they didn't even x-ray it. So, so how, how old were you? When, when did this happen? Last week. Uh, ish. 41, 42. <laughs> and do you remember it really well other than the really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. 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 <sighs> did you hear the snap? It wasn't a snap. It was more of a crunch. And it was like it emanated from inside my brain. Why? Why can't we just talk about monkeys attacking people again? I like this. I like this better. (laughs) All right. So hold on. We had a door. We had a baseball and we had a Frisbee. Yeah. All right. So number four is I actually broke my own nose. (laughs) It's self-inflicted. And uh, you wanted to even the score. It couldn't, you couldn't that'll that'll show me. Ex- I couldn't let the Frisbee have the last say. Exactly. I had to. You own that. your nose. The nose doesn't own you. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to show this nose who's boss. Right. Is this like the, the, the soccer movie where the, um, the, the goal is uh, where um, uh, Sylvester Stallone needed to be the goalie victory. and they broke the other victory. Thank you. Yep. They broke the other goalie's arm. So, so Sylvester Stallone could be the goalie. Is that the one where he's a, an arm wrestler and he's a truck driver? No, that's over, over the top. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Oh. No, that's the one where he's the boxer and he runs up the steps. No, that's Balboa. Oh. <laughs> Is it the one with Nicolas Cage? No, that, that's The Rock. <laughs> okay. So hold on. I like, I like that Jill said, I can't let the Frisbee have the last say because that to me means that Miss Jill Knapp, you think that four is your lucky number and you will never be breaking your nose again. That's well, the I also like to just take a quick second and I, I appreciate that, Jill, because I also hate fucking Frisbees. <laughs> but not as much as I hate monkeys. Oh, I hate monkeys. Yeah, I'm anti-monkey. Thank you, Jill. I am pro-monkey, pro-Frisbee, anti-nose-breaking. All right. I can get behind if, yeah, two of those I can get That's behind. what makes this podcast great. We're all different. Yeah. Very eclectic. <laughs> Very eclectic. Well said, Ross. Well said. Something for everyone. <laughs> All right. So the fourth time I broke my nose, yeah. uh, I broke it myself. And I was on stage in front of the entire music department at a state college in New Jersey. Ooh, Rowan? Nope. Rutgers? Nope. The College of New Jersey? Nope. New Jersey State College? Nope. Camden County Community College. Norther. I'm North Jersey. Trenton. Oh, I love that you said Trenton, but no. Monmouth. No, that's fine. You were close, Steve. Montclair State. The Isle City. (laughs) That's the opposite of North. The absolute opposite of North. So anyway, so as a music major, I was a music major. Every music student had to come to what we call noon recital. So every Wednesday and Friday from 12 to one, every music major had to arrive in the auditorium and then watch whoever was performing that day. So it gave the music students an opportunity to perform for each other. And then it also, sometimes we'd get like visiting professionals to come in and perform for us. So it was, you know, a chance for also the whole department just to be together. What kind of professionals would you truly get in there though, Joe? Were they people you knew of or was it like, Mostly hot dog vendors. Pretty much. No, I'm wondering if like if like Billy Joel showed up every week and in, at first it was like, this is awesome. And then months in, you're like, seriously, man, like go write a song. Really? A lot of buskers from Trenton. 
threaten. <laughs> yeah, the, the visiting professionals that we would get. Yeah, like uh, like you said, like mostly hot dog vendors. Yeah. So Ian, you nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, in this particular instance, I was performing with my early music ensemble. So okay. early music is basically any music before Baroque. So mostly just grunts and pounds on a rock? Pretty much, yeah. So there was an early music ensemble and there were probably 10 of us. So all 10 of us are sitting on stage. There's 10 chairs on the stage. And then depending on which piece it was, some of us would step forward and play and then whatever. So what did you play? What instrument did you play? For that concert, uh, for certain pieces I sang because I was a voice major. But then my minor instrument for other pieces, I played the tenor recorder. <gasps> no, How's that for nerdy. Ooh. Do you have one? I have many. Yeah. I mean, I only have one tenor recorder, but I have a whole recorder consort. Do you have one right there right now? It's like six feet away. <gasps> do we have time for Jesse? If Jill's willing to do Wait it. Wait a second. Is it, is it, does it have COVID? Is that why it's six feet away? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just don't put your mouth on it if it does. That's true. Yeah, everybody tells me that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you want, I'll go grab it for you. Jill, if you grab that, we'll all talk about what our minor instruments are. Ian, you go first. It's a very small Irish penis. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you nailed it. He took the best one. <laughs> you guys are all in a band together, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a barbershop quartet. Without a drummer. <laughs> the three piccolos. <laughs> I like that. The three tenders. Tenders, yeah. <gasps> oh wow. Oh hell yeah. Oh. Bill is getting out this instrument. Oh, my I know God. we don't we don't do video anymore, but now I'm like, well, it, it's way more significant than I thought it would be. We'll get this as the picture at least. Oh yeah. Those are three recorders. I have a fourth one on my on my lap, and I am happy to see. I'll, be, I'll bet you do. <laughs> one of those looks like a bassoon. It does look like a bassoon. That's what she said. So <laughs> I can tell, wait, I can tell some of you have not watched all 120 of Hot Breakfast's uh, coffee breaks. Where's your loyalty, folks? Come on. Hey, Jill, if you could play, if you could play the Spin Doctors, we would use this in a lot of. This song. Is there another? Yeah, that's their only song, I think. Yeah. Um, so this is a soprano recorder. So this is probably the one that many of you played, like, you know, in grammar school or whatever. Well, I don't know if it played as much as put it in your book bag and blew into it once in a while. Or hit people with it. Or so, hit yeah. people with it. Yeah. yeah. And then this is the alto. This is one size bigger. Much bigger recorder. Yeah. Looks like an actual instrument. Yeah. Right. Charlie Parker of recorders. And then here is <gasps> the tenor. So to compare it to your That's the Shaquille O'Neal of recorders. Right. And then the John Holmes of the recorder. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. It's, it's off the screen. That oh, one is. Okay. And it has one of those like little fart things. Like it's a crank. 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 Okay. This is why it looks like a bassoon. Yeah. Because it's got this vocal. It's called a vocal. So this is a bass oh, recorder. Oh, into that. Okay. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Okay. So it's a big guy. But for the concert, I was playing this guy, my tenor. And that's the uh, middle one. That's the Shaquille O'Neal. It's the Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. There's a total of, well, of the ones that I own, there's four. So I guess there's two in the middle. So it's one of the two middle ones. Yeah. So the person who played the song right before me uh, was my friend Danielle, and she was a harp player and still is a harp player. So there was a chair out in the center of the stage. And then there was a music stand that was all the way down so she could see the music while she's playing harp. Yeah. Stairway to heaven? 
Exactly. And then when she was done, she stands up, takes her bow, goes and takes her seat. And then it's my turn to come play. And she's, the music stand is all the way down because playing the harp, like you're kind of looking down towards the floor. Yeah. So she's, she's seated as she's playing. So the music stand, you know, the part that holds the music is in the down position. So when you play recorder and I was going to be playing a solo piece, so I was going to stand up to play. So to stand up to play, the music stand was too low. I was, wasn't able to see it. So the visual is, and again, I, I'll try to describe this as best that I can because I know we're not doing visual. So I'm standing center stage. Jill is standing center stage. And there is uh, the, the chairs behind me. I'm not going to be using it. And then in front of me is the music stand that is in the down position. Right. And under my left arm is my recorder holding in place. And in my right hand is my music. Okay. All right. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this. Go ahead. No, I think it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Is this like band camp? It's going to be close. Hey, uh, Jill, the plan is to put the music where? The plan is to put the music on the stand. <laughs> now, where's the recorder go? That's a different story. But Steve always asks the hard-hitting questions. He really does. <laughs> the music's supposed to go on the stand. The music is supposed to go on the stand, but the, the stand as of this moment is too far is too low for me to see. So I have to raise the stand. I and just remembered what the story's about. <laughs> <laughs> and is that your job or is that the harp player's job to raise? It's them? my job because the harp player doesn't know exactly where I want the stand. So it's my job to adjust it. Now, here's the thing. I want to blame her. We can we can blame her. She'll she can take it. She's a harp player. She's yeah, she's used to it. So recorder under the left arm, music in the right hand, music stand way down too far for me to be able to see if I'm going to be playing in front of people. So I have to decide how do I raise the music stand? So the music stand is on a pole. All right. So it's like it's one single pole and the pole has grease on it. So you don't want to grab the thing by the actual pole. Otherwise, you're going to get the stand grease all over your hands. So you have to pick it up by the actual stand part itself. Oh, no. I did not know this. And you need two hands to do that. Well, it depends on the music stand, you know, but like the kinds that the industrial strength ones for schools, they're going to be this kind. The kind that like, you know, you might buy so you have at home is not going to be that kind. But these kind of industrial Manhasset kind, they're, you know, industrial strength. Manhasset. Manhasset. That's the brand. All the bad nerds are like, oh, I remember that. (laughs) Anyway. I thought Manhasset was upstate New York. I think that's right, too. I think we can all be right. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) We'll go with that. We'll go with that. You might have gotten one right there, Ross. I don't know. (laughs) I had a genuine question. And you guys all just bailed on me. You broke the podcast. We were thinking about it. No, I agree with you. I think you're right. You broke it. Yeah, I think you could see like the question mark rise over my head and just kind of stay there like. No, I think I think my cohorts just they're like, is that a real question or is there a punchline? (laughs) A filthy, inappropriate punchline coming up next. (laughs) How do I riff on Manhasset? Sorry. I'm now, you know, I, now, mind you, I'm in front of the entire music department. There's a packed house. All of my friends, all of my teachers, everyone I've ever known and loved are watching this all go down. And I'm trying to figure out how do I, you know, lift this stand. So I put my foot 
on the base of the stand. So far, and so good. That's so far, so good. Yep. And I'm holding the music in my right hand. So, you know, I already don't really have a good grip. And I just try to raise the stand. This should yeah. not be hard. This is not your first rodeo. Exactly. I'm a music major. At the very least, I know how to move a stand. That's like freshman sure. 101 that's, stuff. That's the first thing you learn. First thing you learn. Jill, could you have put the music on that stand at that point to free up a hand? Well, that's what I did next. Okay. Because I realized that at this point, I'm going to squish my, you know, I'm going to crumple my music. This isn't working right. Yeah. And I can also see that for some reason, this music stand does not want it, to, it's stuck. So I put my music on the stand and I try to lift it and it's really stuck. Not enough grease. Not enough grease. Not enough grease. That stupid harp player. I harp know. Player is stronger than you think. You're not kidding. But then again, it's easier to push down than it is to pull up. Well, right. Know, it does. It sounds like a philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds like the first sentence in a manifesto. Yeah, it does. Do you write a lot of manifestos there, Ross? No, <laughs> he writes them in Manhasset. <laughs> I love that he's font. A, it's my favorite cabin. one. He's a cabin. Oh, it's a font. That's it's fun. a font. <laughs> so now I try to lift it up. Now that I have access to both of my hands to lift it, and now I see that we really have a problem. Like this thing's really stuck, and. Now the people in the audience are kind of giggling because they realize that I look like an ass. It's getting awkward. Yeah, this is yeah. now awkward. But now I decide to like stick it up a little bit, you know, so okay. I give like a little eyebrow to the audience, you know, so <laughs> so we're all laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm genuinely in trouble. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure. really trying to pull it. And then I finally say like, Fuck, and I just go and I lift the thing and it comes oh. off the pole, uh. smashes oh. me in the fucking face. Oh. My recorder goes flying. But the <gasps> best part no. was my music. <sighs> it's like oh. my music oh. is floating around me like sheet music, uh, like flower petals at a Disney wedding. Oh. But like but like a good like a good uh, Chinese uh, action film. It's being splattered with blood. OK, I was thinking more of a delicate flutter of the music, but there was blood involved. Oh, OK, there was blood involved. It wasn't so much explosive blood as opposed to dripping blood, but sad blood. But I'm standing in the middle of uh, the stage holding this stand. The music's on the floor. My recorder is God knows where. So you didn't fall. Well, not yet. Oh, no. Thank you. You, you. you gave me the perfect segue. So I'm standing there and I'm frozen and I can't move because I guess I was in shock or something. And then I hear a voice from the audience that says, Jill, are you OK? And I said, no. <laughs> and then I fall oh. onto Richard, who is the harpsichord player, who catches me. That's all I remember for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Oof. The next thing I know, and this is actually my favorite part of the story. The next thing I know is I'm off stage. Like they took me off stage, I guess. I don't remember being taken off stage, but they take me off stage and they put me in the hallway. Okay. Well, the show must go on. Get her off stage. I, I would have loved that if they just left you out there for your allotted three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We got, we got a schedule to keep. That was Jill Nash. Everybody. <laughs> and the music just drifts down. We've all seen kids play recorder far, far worse than yeah. this. <laughs> the principal's like, trust me, it could have been worse. <laughs> So they dragged me off stage, which I was not coherent for, so I don't remember or know how they did it. But when I finally come to the planet, I'm sitting on the floor in the hallway outside the stage. Because this is like a cheapy state school. You're like, 
shoved, shoved up against the wall, like not even laid out nicely. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like there's yeah. no chairs. Like I'm just sitting on the I'm sitting on the ground. I have no idea where my instrument is. No idea where my music is. Not that I care, but. I can feel my face like swelling and swelling and swelling, oh. mm-hmm. but the whole music department, they're all in the theater. So like, there's nobody kind of out in the hallway to help. You're totally by yourself. I'm totally by myself. And the one kid with asthma. It's a- <laughs> 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 and then I guess whoever put me out there realized, Oh, we should probably get her an ice pack or something, Ugh. but there's no refrigerator or I should say there's no working refrigerator. Yeah, not at a state school. Exactly. But there was one ancient, long abandoned dorm fridge that made its way and was like kind of hidden in a back practice room that we would just kind of like stash soda in or whatever. And the only thing that was in this fridge, because it was broken, it would freeze everything that you'd put in it. Yeah. Was a jar of mayonnaise that they must have gotten at like Price Club or Costco. This was like the the mayonnaise jar for the entire country of India. It was no, no thank you. Yeah. And it's frozen solid, a glass jar of mayonnaise. So there's no ice pack. So they brought me out this frozen giant <laughs> mayonnaise to hold against my face. Wait, was it Miracle Whip or was it mayonnaise? This is store brand cheapy mayo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nothing as classy as Miracle Whip. That's it doesn't awful. conform to your nose. Yeah. <laughs> it does not. No, Which no. is why, if you look really carefully, you can see that it says 64 ounces right here. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> backwards. <your> yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm sitting out there, and I'm just kind of all stunad. And there's this huge cut across my nose, because I guess I cut yeah. on the lip of the music stand, because yeah. the music stand's yeah. metal. But are you, hold- are you holding this tub of mayonnaise? Everyone's, I mean, it hurts, and it's also, it's heavy, Right. But yeah, every once in a while, but I also know I have to keep something cold against my face. But now, to be fair to the music stand, at this point, your nose is like origami. Yeah. Yeah. And half of it is still probably like a potato peeler. There's probably like a layer of nose oh, yeah. on the lip. Sure, of but the I mean, this is, this is number four. At this yeah. point, a, a, a slight breeze could break your nose. I see what you're saying. Yes. In the grand scheme of my, my nasal life. Yes, this yes. is nothing. <laughs> Your yeah. nose didn't put up much of a fight. It's true. It didn't have much fight left in it. As hard as you hit it, do you feel like had you never broken your nose, would this have broken your nose? That's a good question. Uh, probably not. Now that you yeah. mention it, I never Actually, thought about it before. Don't answer that. That's a question for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and a doctor. Yeah. So speaking of a doctor, so it was deemed that I should go to the hospital. Oh, please tell me it was the same guy. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Your pediatrician 30 years later. (laughs) Was this your conversation with the jar of mayonnaise? (laughs) Yes. The sentient mayo. And I'll tell you what. As far as I can tell, there's no authority figure anywhere near you at all. There's no human. You were dragged out into the hallway by the tuba kid. Yeah. (laughs) And giving condiments. Thrown against a wall and, and a jar of gigantic mayo was... And it was just called Mayo. Yep. And the director said, don't let anybody trip over her. Right. Yeah, it's not even mayonnaise. It's Mayo. To be fair, the only administrators around were music department heads. So you had a flautist 
and a guitar player stoned out of their mind. <laughs> like who's an authority there at all? Yeah, none whatsoever. And if, if there is any authority, they're just too busy arguing over like who played what on what Beatles tune. And really, and what is before Baroque? Because in, in my world, there's nothing before Baroque anyway. So if I wasn't an early music minor, I would normally agree with you. Yeah. So they call my dad, who happened to be a fireman in the next town over from where I was going to school. So they call my dad because I wasn't able to drive in this state. Right. Um, With a jar of mayonnaise held up against your forehead. <laughs> I, I left the mayo there. I thought, yeah. I don't think I'll be bringing this. Somebody might be able to use it. It's true. Yeah. Somebody might need some Jurassic era mayonnaise. Yeah. It doesn't go bad. Baroque. It's Baroque. Oh, you're the so nose good. is Baroque? Yeah, the nose is Baroque. The mayonnaise is before Baroque. I love you guys so I think much. that would have been the button, Steve. I ruined it for you. I'm sorry. Damn it. Damn it. I did that. So the upshot is I go to the doctor and uh, they were more concerned about the cut on my nose than they were about the break. So oh, yeah. they gave me a tetanus shot. Tetanus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. They were worried that I was going to get the lockjaw. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants the lockjaw. So at this point, is your nose mostly butter and hope <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah help butter hope and boogers yeah it's pretty much all yeah it is. yeah yeah that's a great name for your next album you know i think we're gonna go with that yeah. <laughs> jill that was great jill knapp will you uh do you have something we can plug for you i know you do yeah finally somebody with something real we can plug let's go don't give me this kindness bullshit. <laughs> I happen to be one half of a band called Hot Breakfast. Hot Breakfast. Hot Breakfast. And we are Delaware's premier acoustic dork rock power duo. And throughout the entire pandemic, we have been performing what we call coffee break concerts, which are 15 minutes, which is the biggest lie. 15 minute concerts, which usually last a half an hour, but they're only 15 minutes. <laughs> Every, uh, Wednesday and Friday. And we just played our 120th show wow. uh, yesterday. Tomorrow's 121. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, who knows what number we'll be on. Where can we get there? You can get there on Facebook. So it's uh, we only broadcast on Facebook just because it's free and easy. And it's uh, facebook.com slash hot breakfast rocks. All one word. Shows are free. We never even put out a tip jar. We're just trying to cheer people up during the pandemic. And I've seen a few of them, and they are super fun, and yeah, you guys are super good. talented. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. Also, what's the website, Jill? It's hot-breakfast? Yeah, hot-breakfast, and it is uh, under renovation as we speak. So if you do go there, it may be, you know, you might find, like, little gif of the little guy, you know, the little under-construction yellow guy. I love you, Jill, and I know you know the fella who invented the gif, and he calls it gif, but it is he does. definitely gif. Oh, it's a gif. No, it is not. I don't he care. He says it's a gif. She's right. She's technically right, nope. Kevin. Nope. Look, she's talking about peanut butter. The lady was talking about mayonnaise and peanut butter. Now I'm hungry. You guys are awesome. People should run out and buy anything you yeah, can from Hot Breakfast and, and check out those uh, coffee break concerts. There. I was listening, and then I went back to work, and we don't get Facebook at school, so. Quit your job, Jesse. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, right, right. We do occasionally upload them to YouTube, and uh, our YouTube is the same thing, Hot Breakfast Rocks. I can get to YouTube, so okay, yeah. cool. So we okay. won't be live on YouTube, but, you know, if we do a show that we're particularly proud of, you know, we'll upload it to YouTube, so okay. you can see some of our stuff there. Definitely. And we'll also be playing live a lot now that, um, you know, outdoor shows are, uh, are weather permitting. So we uh, are playing in May 15th uh, in Belfont, and then we've got a bunch of shows downstate, too, so... 
That's awesome. Yeah, go to our website. You can see where we're playing. Jill, thank you so much for joining. It was great. Thanks, Jill. Thank awesome you. Story. Thank you very much. You're very great. generous. Boop, boop.